Stacey Monroe here, and welcome to episode number four in this four-part series for salon owners, which you all know by now that I actually have a fifth episode I'm very excited to share with you guys after this one. So today I want to talk about the number one costly mistake that will bring your salon down the fastest, any business down the fastest. I know uh, for some of us as creatives, collecting money is kind of hard for a lot of us. And I mentioned in the previous episodes that at my peak, I had a full day spa next to the salon and I built it from the ground up, from scratch. I owned it for 14 years and it was very time consuming, very, very time consuming business. Um, it was mostly commission based. I did have some renters in there and you know we had um, manicurists, estheticians, massage therapists, you know, all different types of people in there. And it was very detail oriented. So I decided to sell the spa in 2014 because I wanted to free up some of the time so that I can pursue some other things that I really wanted to do with my life. And, you know, running the salon was really easy for me since I was a stylist behind my chair. And I felt like that was really the best thing for me to do. So I sold it to a young lady that worked with us. She was a massage therapist and a hairstylist, and she had worked with us in the salon for many years. I think she was in the spa from the beginning. And I really thought that she'd be a really good match since she knew how things were ran and her being a technician and all. But I will say that I was definitely wrong. <laughs> Some people are not cut out for entrepreneurism. Within six months, all my hard work of 14 years was literally destroyed. I was asked to manage the spa after they destroyed it so that I can bring it back to life. Since I was the one that built it up, I knew exactly how to fix it. I didn't want to do this, so I threw a crazy number at them because I didn't want to do it. I was happy just doing hair and running the salon, and the last thing I wanted to do was now bring this, this spa back to life that I had worked so hard to get going. Um, they did take my offer. They had lots of issues going on, but the main issue was that they had a $7,000 negative every month. So the co-owner of the spa, because I sold it to two different people, they were taking $7,000 a month to out of their bank to get the bills paid. I don't know about you, but I can't even imagine that. I would literally die because this is something that you could never maintain. So I'm proud to say that within six weeks, I got their $7,000 deficit to zero. I was super stoked about it and I worked my ass off doing it. And um, in the six weeks was, within the six weeks, sorry, within the six weeks, it was literally paying for itself. So now we were at the point where um, it was time to start getting it to make a profit. And the, own, the new owners, you know, they weren't really impressed. And I'm sorry, but this, like in six weeks, you know, you're paying me, you know, weekly a fee that you probably don't want to pay. And I just kept you from spending $7,000 a month out of your pocket. If that were me, I'd be super excited, you know, no more bleeds. Um, so you want to know uh, what their biggest problem was? Their number one problem was the owner was not collecting the monies. She, was, she wasn't managing the books, and a few of her people were skimming money. It was really easy for me to figure out what was going on because I was the woman 
that created this whole business model in there. And I knew exactly where to look and get to the bottom of everything. So today, my biggest advice to all of you is collect your money. You might not be really good at doing that, but you have to get good at getting paid. If you don't get good at getting paid, you can't keep your doors open and you're going to really be letting staff down because you're probably going to end up shutting your doors. And the people that work with you, you know, they have a family. They have to support. You know, they really depend on you. But I will say in full transparency in the 28 years of owning the salon, I did let two stylists get way behind on their rent. One person got behind $9,000. I know it's crazy to even think about that, but you know, I had a soft spot for him. He had worked with me for many years. He had some personal problems and you know, he wouldn't pay his rent. And I was like, okay, make up for it next week. So I don't know how many years it went by. It was a $9,000. So I finally had to let him go. And it is possible that this can happen. You know, luckily I had 20 chairs. So I had lots of other people that were paying me money, but this was huge. Then I had another girl who got behind $5,000 on her rent. And the girl who got behind on the 5,000, she ended up one night just like packing her bags and skipping out on me and going to a different salon in town because I did not let her slide on her rent anymore. I told her, you cannot come into work to do your clients until you pay the previous week. And so she had no intentions on doing any of that. And this was just to keep her from getting more behind. I just needed to keep it level and just start getting to where she can pay some of it back. Well, she didn't want to do that. And so she just left. She left in the middle of the night. Um, That's exactly what people do. If they can't pay you that one week, they're not going to be able to pay you the next week. I had like a soft spot for her as well. And uh, I can tell you one thing right now, I would never let anything like that happen again. Personally, I've grown emotionally and a scenario like this would not be possible. And my advice to you is to get really good with your numbers, stay on top of them, be obsessed with your numbers. You're going to need to be obsessed and you're going to have to work, work on having a solid relationship with your money. Pay attention to what goes in, what goes out. This way you don't have any surprises. Budget weekly, you know, that's what I did. I had a binder that I ran my entire business on and I basically call it the one binder method. (laughs) Everything was logged in there daily and weekly. Uh, I had my frameworks on how I like to run things and, you know, for me, it was just simpler the way I did these frameworks to just make sure I was on top of everything. I didn't want anything to slip away and I was a, I'm a sole proprietor still to this day and that being said you know I just had nobody else to rely on I looked for other programs to help me do a lot of this stuff but I never really found the right fit I know there's a lot of coaches out there there's a lot of programs and a lot of gurus that want to you know tell you how to do things a certain way but honestly as a salon owner being open for 28 years you have to get creative It's not so black and white. A lot of times these people that are telling you what to do, they're not even salon owners. They're not in the thick of it, you know, and I'm in the thick of it. I'm in the trenches. And so I had to find out what worked and what worked easy that I can stay on top of. So the the one binder method was just all I needed to do. It was a well-documented log of everything, all the daily activities in the spa and the salon. And when I did my rents, I had envelopes that I passed out weekly to collect, you know, all of the rents and the commissions. And I remember there was this lady that worked with us and she had opened a salon or she had a salon before and she closed it. And 
while she was working with me, she was like, you know, I see how you run your business. And if I would have ran my salon like this, I'd still be open to this day. And she actually doesn't work with us any longer. And she opened up a salon down the street. So she took what she learned from watching me do it. Uh, and she's now doing really well. So, um, you know, you just want to have a place where you can log everything. This way, nothing slips by you. And this is what I want for you. Um, like I was saying, being a sole proprietor, you know, you got to kind of learn to do some things your way a little bit, tweak it a little bit. I never trusted enough to hire people to do that job. So a lot of times when you pay a manager, you have to pay them a huge expense and managers have to be monitored as well. You know, you hear stories about managers that were, you know, embezzling money or whatever like that. So I just never really had complete trust in that, that sort of thing. I feel like, um, it was just really easy since I was already in the salon. It, you know, I made it super easy for me to do my daily operations. And, uh, I did have, you know, receptionists at the salon where I did train them to do a lot of the stuff for me because it was pretty easy for them to just log everything. And uh, on Mondays, I did my paperwork every Monday and I sat down and double checked everything that the receptionist put in and, you know, you just got to cross check everything. And I know it sounds like a lot of work, but the way I had it frameworked is, you know, it was super easy and there was, there was no way to kind of get some things by me. And I had some people that tried to get some things by me. I had a few people that were embezzling. I don't care if it's $5 or $10, if they're lying about their money, you know, the commission people, because I let them have free range of their books, you know, and charge whatever, but we still had to log everyone they did. You know, it's easy to erase people in the computer, you know, after they're done doing it. Like we had some really crazy stories about how people, you know, found a way to basically embezzle money out of there. It's crazy. So... I hope that, you know, this kind of gets you thinking a little bit differently about just getting on top of your numbers, have a better relationship with your money. Um, if you would like to have a budget sheet, you know, you can kind of reach out to, to me at Stacy at stacymonroe.com. That's my email. And I can send you a budget sheet that I do. I do it a couple times a year now, I think because I, I know the numbers in the back of my head um, pretty well. And I have a performance planner for hairstylists. And I use that as an owner as well. It's a 90-day planner. And I log everything in there as well. You know, so just want to, I encourage you guys to get on top of your numbers as much as possible. And, uh, you know, I'm going to record episode five next. And it's a good one. And episode five is going to be all about if I were to open my salon today, based on what I know, what would I do? What would I not do? Uh, I would you know, to avoid burnout and to eliminate the costly mistakes that I had done. So you're not going to want to miss that little bonus number five. And um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and um, I'll see you on the next one.